0: Thanks for joining me. This is the Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. So it's New Year's Eve. Uh, if you're listening, you have made it through 2020. I'm tired of hearing those jokes on um, on the news that I was watching Good Morning America. They're just making all the jokes about, oh, can't wait for 2020 to be over. Guess what? We're still going to have the same problems in 2021, you know, uh, unless everyone gets their vaccine and people stay home and wear their masks. So I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like things are to be changing right away probably in next fall or something but um you know just continue staying safe and staying home and all that good stuff uh but you know a new year always feels like a clean slate you know you can start start fresh um but you know things carry over and um you know like update on the stimulus checks if you haven't been following the news or don't don't care to follow that we're getting six hundred dollars um Mitch McConnell uh, the dickhead that he is, his head is a literal dick, the shape of a penis. Uh, he is blocking the um, the push for $2,000 instead of the $600. And um, yeah, so basically eat shit and die. Uh, 600 should be enough for you to pay your bills and start a business, according to Mitch. Um, so we're getting those $600, but um, I think the future maybe we'll see if we'll get more money or not. Um, they have till Sunday to vote, and uh, today is Wednesday. Oh, no, sorry, Thursday. So uh, we'll see if that passes, but I don't anticipate that passing. I, I, I think we're just going to get that 600 that has already been sent out, apparently. So um, check your direct deposit. If not, but most of us will probably get that early uh, January. Uh, the first ones that are going to be getting it are the people who. He filed their taxes last year. So moving on from that news, I uh, wanted to get into uh, NBA over-unders. I know the uh, the season has started. It's been this week two now of the NBA season. It's been a weird, weird season. Uh, we'll get into that. I want to talk about the NFL playoff picture, uh, where it stands right now, and, and the games that are on the line uh, for seeding and who's getting in and who's getting out. AFC has a lot of like a lot of teams tied uh, to make the playoffs final seeds uh, as we head into week seventeen. Uh, I haven't talked a lot about college football in the last few weeks, but mainly because it's just kind of upsetting that they still continue to play. And I don't know if you realize uh, college athletes they're being treated like uh, professional athletes. Um, shocker! Uh, during the the pandemic, they're having to isolate themselves and they're they're also in like their own little bubble and so they haven't seen family this entire time they're also having to go to school and finish their classes online Uh, they're doing all the stuff be isolated and and not seeing family and stuff like that and they're still having to to not get paid they don't make any money off of it so like what's the point you know some people opted out but you know only the ones who were guaranteed or projected to get drafted in their respective sports have opted out and it's smart for them to opt out but the kids who are you know fringe players or backup players it's not smart for them to to opt out they need to to play and you know showcase another year that they can play at the next level and that you know they could potentially get drafted and make money so i think it's unfortunate that uh college sports had continued um but you know we have some bowl games coming up football um so i'll get into that um let's start with the nba though um, you know, as I was saying, this has been a, a weird weird season so far. There's been so many blowouts. Like the Clippers the other day they lost by 50 uh, to the Mavericks. And then last night they blew out the Blazers. And then uh, the Mavericks blew out the, the Clippers. And then yesterday they got blown out by the Hornets. So it's just crazy. And uh, the Bucks, they blew out the heat. By like, was it 51 points or something? They broke the record for three-pointers, 29 three-pointers made in a game. The only person on that team that did not make a three-pointer was your league MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um And then the Heat played them two days later and then beat them. So it's it's just been a weird, funky season. Um, like even weirder, the Magic, the Orlando Magic are undefeated at 4-0, the only undefeated team left. So that's weird Um, because even the the Lakers, they lost to uh, the Blazers. They lost a couple games already. Uh, So the over-unders, these are going to be in alphabetical order. One thing to keep in mind, uh, we have a 72-game season uh, this year instead of the 82. And then they're also continuing the play-in. So they're doing the play-in, like the little play-in tournament for 7-10. through So I don't know for this part because I'm also gonna get into uh, seedings that I think are gonna happen for uh for the end of the season and I'll give my predictions on uh, the NBA Finals matchup and winner and um so I guess we'll we'll consider I'll consider if you're a 10 seed and you're in the playing tournament like technically it's not really playoffs but like it kind of is because if you win the play tournament and then you make and you, you win your little matchup then you're in the playoffs right so I guess we'll consider that the playoffs. I don't know. There should be a consensus on that. Um, okay, so we'll get into this. Uh, the the Hawks, uh, their their win total projected is at thirty five point five. Last season they won twenty games, and you know they did make all those uh, key off-season additions, and they've looked good so far. Um, I'm I'm hoping with all these extra additions that they have, uh, Gallinari. And, um, you know, Chris Dunn, they got Rajon Rondo now, and then they got Bogdan. The only thing I'm worried about this team is defense, but they're just going to try to outscore everyone. Um, and you know, in years past with Trey Young, you can just double team him and kind of swarm him and everyone kind of gets drawn to him. So he he moves the ball that way. But this, this year they have different options, different players who can score and create their own shot. Um, so I'm going to take the over. I think they win, like forty, forty two games around that. Um, I have them as the sixth seed in the East, actually, uh, which is high. You know, last season they they won twenty games and missed the playoffs. Um, so I'm expecting big things out of them. Uh, maybe first, second round. I don't know. Nothing too deep. Uh, but it's a it's a great improvement from previous years. And Trey Young needs to show that he's a winner. You know, because scoring a lot of points and getting all these stats on bad teams is. It, doesn't mean anything if a team's not winning, and he he's just taking all these ridiculous shots. And he acts like he's something bothers me about Trey Young though. He acts like he's a superstar, and then he made it. He's always trying to get all these calls. It's like you haven't done anything yet, man. You didn't do anything in college. You did you you know you had all these stats and stuff, but you didn't win anything, right? So, uh, but this year I'm I'm expecting them I'm expecting them to turn a corner, and uh, I have them six in the East. Uh, let's see Boston Celtics. Uh, last season they won forty eight games. Uh, this season, their win total is at forty-five point five. I am going to take the over on that. Um, I think they'll be around the same uh, record, around like forty-eight wins, like last year. Um, but with the seventy-two win season, that's a that's a better uh, win percentage. Um, if the Campbell Walker is obviously their um, their weak their weak spot on their on their starting lineup. Um, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're both really good and they're both looking to take that next step. Um, Jalen Brown has been great this season so far. Jason Tatum has been a little up and down, but it seems like they're kind of both competing for like who's better, like, like whose team it is. It seems like there's something there. Um, so I think they gotta they gotta kind of figure out figure that out, uh, but I think they have good chemistry. I have them at uh, four the fourth spot in the east. Um, so, I think with all these, um, you know, they got rid of uh, Gordon Hayward. He's in Charlotte now because, um, you know, they, they were having issues with that because he was supposed to be the number two guy with Kyrie in that off season. And then he got injured, what was it, the first game, like the first couple minutes with that ankle injury, and he was out. And then he, he came back and was injured again. So, that was just kind of there was some locker room issues there. Like, you know, Brad Stevens was kind of showing favoritism, um, and you know, people thought that they were better than him, and it was just all these, all this, all these problems. So I'm hoping that they're they're a little better um, this year than last year. They did make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? They lost to the to the Heat, uh, I think this past year. But um, so maybe they won't make it as far as they did last year. Uh, but I, I think record wise, they'll they'll be um, on pace for the same amount of wins. Uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, last year they won 35 games and this year uh their win total is at 45.5 um we all know who they have on their team now Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving I mean even before uh those additions of those two players uh they they were like one of the deepest teams in the league I thought I really liked them um what was that coach's name who Kyrie and uh and KD had fired I forget his name um but I really like the way that they played uh, with them. They had uh, Karis LeVert and uh, Jared Allen. He's really good. He's not starting, though. They're starting uh, DeAndre Jordan because he's Kevin Durant's best friend. And Kyrie's... He shouldn't... Like, you start the best players, right? Like, that just bothers me. And then they got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, who is out uh, for the rest of the year. But but he's a, he was a nice piece. But they, they were a really deep team before. And then they added Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So now they're, like, the deepest team. And, like, they have... Arguably the best duo in the NBA, um, so and so far, you know, opening like one of the first two games, they blew out the Warriors. The Warriors are just not matched up properly to play well against those types of teams. Uh, but they, the way that they were playing, they moved the ball. You know, they had a, they had a lot of motion on offense, and you know, uh, they have Steve Nash coaching, and then uh, Dantoni Dan is uh, the assistant coach. Um, so I'm gonna take. I think they're gonna be really good, um, unless there's like some locker room drama or or someone gets injured or whatever. Those are the only things that are gonna hold them. Even with the Spencer Dinwiddie injury, I think they'll they'll, they'll win more than forty five games. Um, I think they're gonna be really good unless, yeah, like I said, something like that holds them up. Um, like those they were they just barely beat the the Hawks in a shootout last night, um, but I think they'll win like fifty games. But I have them at number two in the East, not number one. Even though I think over ta- overall talent-wise, they're the best team. But I think you know they'll give KD and Kyrie like some um, some off days. They won't play all the games. Have, there'll be some load management there. Um, so I think it'll just be scheduling-wise why they'll be number two. But I think they're they're the best team in the East. Um, And then number three, we have the Charlotte Hornets. They won 23 games last year, Um, and right now they're at 25.5. I'll take the over. I think they could win 30 games. Um, I don't have them as a top 10 team in the East. Uh, They just have a weird roster. Gordon Hayward has been good, though. He's been putting up some numbers. I think he had 28 the other night. Uh, LaMelo Ball, he's really raw. But I like him as a player. He's smart. He's like six, 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 seven now. He's just a tall, long point guard. He can move the ball. He loves passing. He can rebound. Uh, I, I want him to get a little bigger for uh, for defense and stuff. His shot is ugly. It looks terrible, but it goes in. Yesterday, he finally he finally broke out. Had a breakout game at 22 points. You know, he looked really good in preseason, but then you know struggled a couple uh, games into the season. But they. I mean, he's not even starting. They'll give him, like, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. And they're not really setting, um, like, calling plays for him at all. But he's trying to be aggressive. Um, he's getting open. He likes to move without the ball. And, he, he you know, he made a few corner threes. I think yesterday he shot, like, 70% or something from the field. Made, like, five threes. Um, But, yeah, he's, he's going to be a good player, I think. He, need, he just needs some time. He hasn't had structured like basketball experience in a while. Like he he was overseas and uh, when he was in Lithuania, he, there was a language barrier. Maybe he wasn't listening. He was listening to his dad instead of the coach, you know, things like that. But now at the NBA, with if he gets proper structure, and Charlotte's a perfect place for him because he could just kind of hide out. The spotlight's not going to be on him um, as much as, you know, in like New York or something. Uh, he's a flashy player though, and, he, and that's going to be good, you know, when fans can come back into the arenas. He's gonna have a lot of eyes on him. Like I like watching him play. I, I'll if there's a um, a Hornets game on, I'm gonna put it on because I want to, I want to see what he does. Um, but I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna take some time He'll show flashes here and there, um, but it's gonna it's gonna take some time for him to be consistently productive. Uh, but I have the under on them. Chicago Bulls. Uh, they're probably gonna be the worst team in the NBA. Uh, they're at 22. Uh, they were at 22 wins last season. Uh, this year's win totals at 29.5. I am going hard under, hard under on that. Um, I don't even know what else to say. Um, Zach Levine is probably going to get traded eventually. I think they should get all the get as many trade picks and assets as you can. Um, do they still have Wendell Carter Jr.? I think they do. I'm not sure. Um, let's see. Moving on, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, they won 19 games last year. Um, Their over-under this year is at 215 I mean, I, I'm going to take the under two. Hard under. That's probably another team that's just the worst in the league. But they're actually three and one right now. So whatever that tells you. Um, and the Bulls are one and three. Uh, yeah, but Kevin Love, he's injured again. He's out for like two to four weeks. He's just, I think they're going to try to move him. There's not as much uh, trade talks around Kevin Love as much as uh, I thought there would be. Like, I thought. I think the the Blazers were interested in him last year but, or the year before. I don't know. He's just he's just writing out his contract, but he seems miserable there. Uh, Andre Drummond, they're probably going to trade him too. Um, I think they should just do a fire sale, just get rid of everyone and get some picks, get some assets. Um, let's see who's next. Uh, Dallas Mavericks last season, uh, 43 games, and this season they're at uh, 42.5. Uh, let's see. I'll take the over on that. I actually have the Mavericks at the six seed. I think they're like one of the top four best teams in the in the West. But uh, Perzingis, he's just always injured. This guy's made of glass, and the Mavericks and Luca, Luca needs he needs to have a number two, a consistent number two who's going to stay healthy and produce. But when when Perzingis is there playing with him, he plays well. But he's been he's just in and out of lineup all the time, and I think eventually they make a move there excuse me, if he continues to be injury-prone. Um, and Luca too, by the way, is really out of shape. Have you guys seen him lately? He he looks like he gained like 25 pounds. He looks huge. He just looks big and slow, and it's kind of off his game. He struggled yesterday, uh, but some games he looks good. So I think he's still trying to get in the rhythm of things. And, you know, uh, going, coming back to my point in the beginning of this was that um, – it's a weird season and I think mostly mostly because um, NBA players didn't expect to start so soon after you know the last season ended in the bubble. They thought they were going to start in January or maybe February because there was some talks about that, then they had to do a last minute vote. So a lot of people were kind of at a rhythm already about like their off season training and stuff and they didn't get as much time to you know relax and then like work to get back in shape. So a lot of these guys are probably like playing back in his shape like Luka, for example, the dude is huge. Um, so uh, I'll take the over and the wins, but I think they, they end up slipping uh, to the sixth seed because of um, not probably not being available um, for as many games. Uh, let's see who's next. Uh, Denver. I'm really high on Denver. Um, every year, last few years I have been. Uh, they played well last season. Uh, didn't get by the Lakers, though. Um, so last year they were at forty six, and this year they're at forty four point five. I have them at as a three seed. Um, so I'll take the over on that because I think top three you'll probably have to win like at least fifty two games um, to to secure those th- top three spots. Um, and yeah, Denver they just need Jamal Murray to be like bubble Jamal Murray, and they'll get the top three spots for sure. Jokic is going to be Jokic. He's going to be consistent. He's going to be just a triple-double machine this season. You know who's taking that next step is Michael Porter Jr. Um, I liked him coming out of, I mean, Missouri, he didn't really even play that much. He got injured and then came back for the tournament for like one game. Uh, but he seems like he's finally healthy. I think he had like 30 points uh, a couple nights ago. And he is he's a trade target for sure. I think Denver should hold on to him, but... Uh, the Rockets might want him back in a trade, and then you know, so they might end up getting a big three out of that um, in Denver, whether it be Michael Porter Jr. or Harden. Um, but you know, that's something to keep an eye on there. And then uh, the Detroit Pistons are—they had twenty wins last year. Right now, their win total is at twenty-three point five. Uh, I don't know what Detroit is doing. You got Blake Griffin there, Derek Rose, and. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go under. I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't have them as the top 10 teams in the East. Um, I think Blake Griffin ends up getting moved. Um, I think he's still valuable. Um, We don't hear a lot about him because he was injured last year, and he's in Detroit. Uh, But, you know, he has a three-point shot now. He's kind of changed his game. He's not as explosive as he was um, back when he was in L.A., but, you know, he can still score. Um, The Warriors, 15 wins last year. Uh, this season, they're at 38.5. Uh, let's see, y'all. I have them as an 8th seed in the West. So it just depends where everyone else stacks up there. The math might be off on this, but... Um, yeah, I have them make the playoffs. I know they've looked horrible. I mean, their first two games, they played arguably the two best teams in the league. They played the Bucks and the Nets. Got blown out twice. These people that they signed, Kelly Oubre, to... Uh, Kind of replace Clay Kelly Oubre has been terrible um, through the first two games. He made he made he made no three pointers. He made one finally against uh, was the Pistons or the Bulls, and it took a, a buzzer beater by Damian Lee to beat the Bulls, and then they beat the Pistons. Steph Curry was struggling. He finally you know he broke out for like thirty six points, uh, but he's struggling with his shot. Andrew Wiggins has to be the most frustrating player to watch play basketball. Like I, I just. I can't think of many things that I hate watching more than I hate watching Andrew Wiggins play basketball. He's just so inconsistent, dude. Like, just seems like he doesn't care about anything. And I was so wrong about him coming out of Kansas. I thought he was gonna be great, and then I saw him. I saw him live uh, when he was with the Timberwolves. I saw him in Portland. Uh, he just like like nothing phased him. He was just working out there. He was making like all kinds of different shots, creating his own shots, getting rebounds. You know, he just—he looked like he was a real deal. This was like his first, second year or something, and then I should have paid more attention to the um, to the final score because they ended up losing like 20 points. Uh, so I don't know. He's just like really inconsistent. He's got to find a consistent three point shot. Him and Ubre, the Warriors really need them too to be really good for them to make the playoffs because I don't think Steph can do it himself. And Steph also needs Draymond Green to come back. Draymond Green's been out he had the COVID and he was injured and I don't know, but I I think they eventually get it together and, uh, they, they get the eighth seed and they, they play in the little play in tournament. You know, he's been really good though is James Wiseman. The first few games I watched of him, um, you know, the center out of, out of Memphis, he only played a few games uh, because of the NCAA violation, but, um, he could do a lot. He they threw some lobs to him. He got a rebound, pushed it all the way to the other side of the court, and dunked it. And then a few plays after that, he dropped out um, to the three point line. He was kind of you know delay run after that, and they um, Curry drove in and then passed it back back to him. And he ma- he made a couple threes, so he can shoot the three. He can he can push the ball when he gets a rebound, so he can he can do a lot. He has a handle. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's going to be really good, and he's been putting up, you know, pretty good numbers, especially for a rookie, a rookie big man too, because it kind of went backwards, like drafting a big man like that. But um, so far, it's been a really good pick. But they need they need him to get like to be great, like fast, him and um, and Wiggins and Ubre, you know, so that this year's not a waste, because then you're going to be wasting two years of Curry's prime last year with the with his injury and then Clay's injury and then now this new injury for to Clay. so it's I don't know it's it's interesting but I think a trade target in the future if if things don't work out is obviously Andrew Wiggins but I don't know how much of value he has I mean I wouldn't trade for Andrew Wiggins um he's just uh, just too inconsistent but um yeah I'll I'll take the over I'll, I'll say that they they win 40 games. Maybe they'll be 40 and 32. They'll b- barely be over 500. Um, and then uh, the Houston Rockets, uh, they're at 44 wins last year. Uh, this year they're at 35.5. I'm going to take the the under. I don't, I don't think they're going to be the top 10 in the West. Uh, James Harden, he's still putting up numbers. He was, he was at the club again, and uh, they had to cancel one of the games because um, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Kenny Martin Jr., he's in the NBA, Excuse me. Uh, they got haircuts at an apartment, and then they ended up getting COVID or contact tracing. Something happened, and they ended up canceling the game. And then the next game, uh, the the first game against the Blazers, James Harden didn't have anyone else playing there except Christian Wood, who's been really good. Christian Wood is was a nice pickup for them, uh, but they didn't have John Wall or DeMarcus Cousins or anyone else. And he took the Blazers to overtime. He had forty four. 44 points and he had like 11 assists or something like that. He had a double-double, but at the in crunch time, he was trying to drive and kick to PJ Tucker and then Tucker like collapsed cuz he thought that uh, Harden was going to shoot it and then the ball got stolen. It was just a, a terrible, terrible sequence of events there, but I think it's I'm going to take the under because I think Harden is is going to get traded eventually this season and um they're not going to win a lot of games. Um, and then the Pacers, uh, last season they had 45 wins and then this season they're at uh, 39.5. I will take the over. I have them at the seven seed, uh, in the East, uh, Oladipo's in a contract year. So I think he's, he's hungry to try to, um, you know, get a bigger contract. I think he's probably going to end up going somewhere else, uh, next season, but I don't expect a whole lot out of them. Probably just. Okay, so it's seven through ten. They go through the plan, so they'll be in the playing tournament. I don't know if they'll make it past that, but you know. Um, so I'm, I'll take the over there, and then the Clippers are at forty six point five. Last year they had forty nine wins. Uh, they've been playing well so far. You know, they. I mean, they did get blown out uh, the other day, but then they blew out the the Blazers and they beat the Lakers on opening night, which is what they always do they're always super prepared for that. Um, I like the addition of Ibaka. I think they he makes them better than um, than Harold did because Ibaka he's a good defender, which Harold's not. Uh, Harold gets exposed in the pick and roll. He cannot defend in the pick and roll whatsoever. Ibaka's a great defender and he stretches the floor. He can shoot the 3 and he seems like a good locker room guy. No drama there. I do like Luke Kennard. I don't think they got better overall or roster-wise, but I think chemistry-wise I think they got better. Uh, Luke Cunard is good. He's a, he, he can drive and kick. and He's a smart basketball player. He seems to know what he's doing. Um, he didn't get a lot of uh, national airtime playing in Detroit. But uh, Paul George, you know, they had that bad game with the blowout because Kawhi was out. Uh, but, you know, he seems to, I don't know, he seems like he's, he's focused a little bit more on... Um, So, I let's see, where do I have them at? I'll take the under though, maybe like 45 games or so. I have them at the four seed, mainly because you know they'll rest Kawhi, and then when Kawhi is not there, I don't think Paul George can lead them by himself. So, um, I'd look for Kawhi to rest um, a few games here and there. Uh, Because the West is going to be stacked. There's going to be a lot of teams kind of around the same winning percentage uh, regardless of which teams are better. It's just because, you know, injury and rest and things like that. Um, But I think this is good for the Clippers to be where they're at in terms of, um, you know, because people don't expect much from them because they gave the 3-1 lead. They've been getting blown out. There was all that drama. I think this is the best thing for them because people are writing them off. And that's what they need, cause they were they were never the favorite. The Clippers were they were never used to being the favorite, and they were the favorite last year. So I think they could like fly under the radar. People could you know doubt them, and then they can just prove everyone wrong. So if I'm on the Clippers, this is where I want to be. So I have them at, at the four seed right there. Uh, the Lakers, uh, they were at 52 wins last year. Right now they're at 47.5. Uh, they. They got better. They made the best off season moves. Dennis Schroeder has been great for them. Marcus Saul has been good. He's a smart defender. Um I think um yeah, I think they'll they'll end up being first in the West again. I'm gonna take the over. And yeah, we'll we'll get into the Lakers a little bit more later. Uh the Memphis Grizzlies, they were at thirty four wins last season. Uh, this year, they're at, they're projected at 31.5. Um, I'll take the over. I have them at, as a 9 seed playing in that playing tournament. Uh, John Morant did just get injured, but I expect him to, to take that next step. He had a 40-point game uh, the other day, and he just looks more comfortable. Um, yeah, I, I really like the Grizzlies, and I like when they wear their, their, um, their old-school uniforms, too. Those are cool. Uh, let's see. The Miami Heat, 44 last year, 44.5. This year, so pretty much around the same. Uh, made it to the finals last year. They didn't really make a lot of... You know, they lost uh, Jay Crowder, which I thought was a big loss. They replaced him basically with uh, Avery Br- Bradley, uh, who opted out last season. Uh, just kind of lost a step defensively, but, you know, he, he can still defend. He can shoot three. three. Um, I have them as a three seed in the East. Uh, so I'll take... I'll take the over, just like maybe 45, 46 wins. Um, we need uh, Duncan Robinson to take that next step. And, um, you know, I think he can. You know, they have a lot of young players. You got Bam there and you got Tyler Hero. So I expect those those players uh, to take the next step and, uh, and just be more consistent. So I'll take the over there. And then Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they're at 56 wins last year. They're at 51 this year. Um, and let's see, I'll I'll take the over. Uh, Drew Holiday looks like a great addition for them. Uh, create his own shot, can shoot. A great defender and take some pressure off uh, Giannis. And as we saw in that, that game against uh, the Miami Heat, where they broke that record for 29 three-pointers made, they have shooters. They, they surrounded Giannis with shooters. They built the team correctly. Cause if he's inside and people, you know, people crowd him, he can just kick it outside. You got DiVincenzo out there who can shoot some threes. You got different guys who can shoot threes. Um, so I have them number one, uh, the number one seed in the East, and and yeah, I, I don't expect them to to make the finals or so maybe conference finals. Uh, we'll get into that here in a bit. Uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, last season they had 19 wins. Uh, this year they're projected at 28.5, so that's a big, that's a pretty big jump actually. Um, I almost put them at number ten in the West to make that uh, that play-in tournament. Um, Carl Anthony Towns has had a tough year. Um, I'll never call him soft again. He he lost like seven family members, including his mother to COVID. His mom, him, and his mom were really close. She was at every game. She was like his number one supporter. Um, so he he experienced a lot of loss. Uh, so I'm I'm rooting for them. Uh, they have D'Angelo Russell there, then, then the rookie out of Georgia, Anthony Edwards. Um, I haven't seen a lot of Anthony Edwards, but, uh, you know, I've seen some clips here and there. He looks, looks he looks to be, you know, a, a quality player. He's going to be good, I think. I don't think he's going to be the best player from this draft. It looks like it's going to be Wiseman, but, you know, it's obviously too early to tell. But uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be good. He's, he's a funny dude, too. Uh, he's had some fun interviews uh, with local Minnesota media. Um, he's very confident. Uh, but in a good way um, i think they'll take um they'll take that jump there i'll take the over um uh, but I, I don't think they'll be top 10 uh in the in the west but it's a it's a good step forward for that franchise and those players um you know with of, obviously carl anthony towns leading the way and then next uh New orleans pelicans i don't even have them yeah i don't have the pelicans in the top 10 I have. I'm really confused by what they're doing. Um, they're still like not. They're still not unleashing Zion, and he looks to be out of shape. And last year they won 30 games. They made it to the playing tournament, but had no, had no, excuse me, had no motivation to win. It seemed like they just didn't want to even be there. Uh, right now they're projected at 35.5. I'm gonna take the under. Um, Brandon Ingram's the guy. He needs to be the guy that they they uh, set plays for. He needs to be the, the focal point of their offense. Even though Zion's probably the more popular player because the medium has pushed him up and they put him on the ESPN rankings. They rank him more than other fucking you know, veteran players. Even though Zion has played, what is it? How many games did he play? Like 30 games, 25 games, something like that. They're just like pushing him down our throats. He's not there yet. You know, I think eventually maybe he will be. He's just, he's like one of those tweener players. Um, But it's kind of a weird roster. They have Steven Adams. You know, you got J.J. Redick. Um, you have uh, Stan Van Gundy coaching again. Um, Yes, yeah, so I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I think people want to watch them because of Zion, but uh, they should want to watch them because of Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's a real deal. He's really good. Um... And then, yeah, they, had, they did bring in uh, Eric Bledsoe, uh, who's terrible for Milwaukee. Um, but you have two guards that can defend, but they can't shoot. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Uh, and then New York Knicks, 21 wins last year. They're at 22.5. Um, I think they'll still be bad. Um, Obi Toppin, we'll see how his game translates. He, I think he has some odds for um, rookie of the year. Um, he's like one of the top favorites, I believe. Um, I'm going to take the under. I, I just don't think they're going to be good yet. Um, you know, I still have R.J. Barrett, but R.J. Barrett doesn't really wow me. He just wasn't doing anything that was like any anything eye-opening. Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, 44 wins last year. They were really good. They overachieved last year with uh, Golinari, Chris Paul, and um, Shea Gilgis. Alexander, and this year they're at 23.5. Have you seen that picture circulating where it shows the starting five last year's Oklahoma City team, and it, all of them have new jerseys of what of what they're they're wearing now this year? He had Stephen Adams now he's wearing a Pelicans jersey, uh, Chris Ball wearing a Suns jersey, and then uh, Gallinari wearing a Hawks. They have everyone wearing different jerseys except Shea Gilgis, who's still there wearing the Thunder jersey. So that's why I'm taking the under because they're obviously like in tank mode. They traded all their assets away basically, and got a bunch of draft picks. So they're not really they're not really trying to make the playoffs, and I don't think they have the the roster to do that at all. Um, And then next we have uh, the Orlando Magic. uh, 33 wins last year. This year they're at 32. I'm gonna take the over. Have the Magic as the at the eight seed right now. So they're playing that playing tournament, and they're also the only undefeated team. Uh, they've looked good. Markel Foltz has had a resurgence. He's just signed a uh, was it four year contract, I believe, with them. Uh, he he's back. He had something wrong. He had something with his psyche. His shot was just like broken when in Washington when he played for the Huskies. He the, you know he was known for uh, being a scorer and he had a good jump shot. And you know he struggled in Philly. He was in the spotlight in Philly, but I think Orlando's a good spot for him because he could just kind of doesn't need to be in spotlight. Could just you know play his role. He's been playing pretty well. He's been uh, putting up some good numbers this year. And he's only 22, so um, Orlando's happy about that. They have a piece there uh, for the future, for now and the future. Um, so I have them as the 8th seed in the East. Uh, the Sixers, 43 wins last year and 44.5 this year. Um, I'm going to take the under. I think they'll be low 40s. I have them as the 5th seed in the East. Uh, you got Doc Rivers there. Uh, he brought in Danny Green, and brought in uh, Seth Curry. So he brought in some shooters to sh- uh, surround uh, Embiid and uh, and Simmons. Simmons, you know, notoriously does not shoot the three. So you gotta sh- you gotta surround them with shooters and and get them to move the ball since he's always in the key. Um, I think th- it makes sense for the Sixers to try to trade. Uh, Ben Simmons for James Harden. If the Rockets really value Ben Simmons like that, I think I would rather have James Harden than, than Ben Simmons. He can spread the floor. He can shoot the three. He can play inside and outside. Um, He can score anywhere on the court, whereas Ben Simmons can't. Um, so I think that's kind of holding him back. And we all know Daryl Morey's love affair with James Harden. And, you know, maybe Doc will will be able to reel him back in, or maybe not because he didn't do that with uh, Kawhi and uh Paul George with their preferential treatment, so we'll see. But Atlanta as a fifth seed, it could go either way. I think if uh, they underperform this season, I think they trade either Simmons or Embiid, probably Simmons. I think they kind of blow it up and make some other moves. Um, but we'll see what Maury wants to do. And then Phoenix Suns, they were thirty four wins last year. They were six and zero in the bubble last year in that playing tournament, but ended up losing out. And then Portland ended up making it. Uh, they're at 39.5 this season. I'm going to take the over. I have them as a seven seed. Um, I think they'll play in that bubble again. That little, not the bubble, but the playing tournament. Um, but I think they'll make it past that, and they'll, you know, they'll probably go to the second round. Um, you know, I think the addition of Chris Paul is great. You can play with the pick and roll with DeAndre Ayton and then Devin Booker. They have good pieces. They have these nice, like really cool. Um, Valley uniforms, those black jerseys, uh, those are pretty cool. So you know, I think they're I think they're a must watch team. You gotta you gotta catch them on ESPN or TNT whenever they're on a national broadcast. Um, they're gonna be really good, um, but not like great where they're gonna win a championship or anything. But we'll see. I could be wrong. Uh, Portland Trailblazers, thirty five wins last year, um, and then they're at forty point five this year. You guys might call me crazy, but I have. I have the over, hard over on that one, and I have the Blazers as the as a two seed in the West. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but you know Derek Jones Jr. has been great. Did you see that the game the other night when they beat the Lakers? He blocked LeBron. Uh, CJ was go, was going at it with against Harden. You know after those trade talks when Harden extended his list to uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, yeah, they were just going back and forth. They had a plus 40-point game. And then um, you still have Nurkic. Brought back Cantor, who was really good for them when they went to the conference finals. Still got Damian Lillard. Um, and then you brought in Robert Covington from Houston, who's a great defender. Um, and now him and Derek Jones Jr. are in the starting lineup with Nurkic, who's also a good defender. Um, so now you don't have to rely on on Dame and CJ really to, to try to defend people. You know, you got some help there. Um, and then... You know the Zach Collins injury; he's out indefinitely with a stress fra- fracture, um, so that that kind of hurts. But they're a deep team, and I think uh, you know they, they've started kind of up and down so far this year. Uh, but I think they'll get it together and they'll end up top in the West. Um, I think they, I think they'll make a deep run as well. Sacramento Kings; uh, they're at 31 wins last year. They're at 28.5. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think they eventually move on from Buddy Heald. Um, Luke Walton might lose his job um, if they underperform. They're just, I don't know, they're just a weird team. Uh, Spurs, 31 wins last year, 29.5. Uh, this year, I'm going to take the over. I, I had the Timberwolves written as a ten seed, um, but then I crossed them out and I put the Spurs. Uh, still, LaMarcus, he's, he's kind of aging and uh, he's been out. And then DeMar DeRozan, I don't know. They're just they're like kind of stuck in the middle of like trying to contend and then like trying to um, just get assets. I think they should trade both of them and get what they can. Um, and then who knows if Pop's gonna keep continuing coaching after this? Uh, he got ejected last night, so Becky Hammond uh, st- filled in for him, and she became the first uh, woman coach, head coach, to coach an NBA game. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, but I have them as a 10, 10 seed, but like barely, um, I have them, yeah, barely making it over, uh, the 29.5. So I guess they'll probably be like 35. So I think like the last ones, they'll be like below 500, but they'll still be in that playing, uh, tournament, uh, Toronto Raptors. they won 53 games last year. Um, and then they were at 42.5 this year. Um, I have the over, but barely. I think the Raptors are going to take a step back this year. And, um, you know, they'll make the playoffs. But, like, I, I think they're going to be in that play-in tournament. And um, I think mostly it's because it's uh, Pascal Siakam's not who they the Raptors need him to be or, or you know, who they – like, he, he was just kind of lackluster in the playoffs this past year. And, um uh, it seems like they're still missing a piece. Like, if they had Kawhi, like, I would put them as number one in the East. But, yeah, they need someone like that. You know, they have all the other right pieces. And then they lost Ibaka and Marc Gasol, Um And Lowry's still there, but he's, you know, he's aging as well. So, I think, I think they do take a step back. Uh, Utah Jazz at 44 wins last year. And uh, this year they're at 41.5. Uh, I like the Jazz. I was like the Jazz. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had a good... Uh, Great bubble experience there. Uh, They ended up losing to the Nuggets. Uh, But I have them as a fifth seed in the West. Um, So I am going with the over. Actually, I think they'll be really good this year. Uh, Mike Conley, you know, struggled uh, last year. So hopefully he takes that next step. They signed um, Rudy Gobert to a max contract. A huge uh, five-year max contract. Uh, Which is kind of weird because, you know, he's a big man. Um, you know, you don't see centers like that getting big contracts like that anymore. They also gave a, a huge contract to Jordan Clarkson. It's just kind of an a ISO basketball player. shoots way too much. Um, but, you know, I guess if he fits in uh, with what they have going on there. Um, I, those are two questionable moves that they made. But, uh, yeah, I think they'll be good this year. They're at, uh, have them at the 5 in the West. Uh, Washington Wizards. Uh, we talked about them a lot in the last uh, episode. I think uh, Bradley Beal is gonna have a great year because of uh, the addition of Russell Westbrook. Last season, they're at twenty-five wins. Uh, this season, they're at uh, thirty-two point five. Um, I have them. I'll I'll take the over. I think they do get in the playoffs. again in that playing tournament. Um, I have them at, as a ninth as a ninth seed in the East. Uh, they're they're starting off slow though. Um, they have. They start off 0-4, uh, but I think Russell Westbrook had a triple-double in his first game with them. Um, it'll take some time to to get adjusted um, chemistry-wise and everything like that, especially with the short mini-camp. Uh, but I do expect them uh, to get things together and, and make the playoffs. Uh, so those are my predictions for the seedings uh, for this season and my over-unders. Um, I think as far as uh, who comes out of the West? I think it's the Lakers. Uh, they made the best uh, moves in the offseason, and they just look to be in in sync so far. Um, out of the East, I think the Nets. I think they'll finally get it. They'll get everything going. Uh, just the way that they play. I, in the, the few games I've seen them play, uh, I think that if they do trade for James Harden, I think it's a train wreck, and that they won't they won't do anything. Uh, but those two, Kyrie and KD, they seem they seem pretty close, um, and they're. Their on court chemistry is great too, um, even with the uh, the loss of Spencer Dinwiddie. I think they'll come out of the East. Uh, they won't have the best record, but they'll come out of the East. So I think it's going to be Lakers and Nets, which I would love to see. That would be exciting because you have the whole kd LeBron storyline like who's the best player. And then you have then you have uh, Kyrie against LeBron. you know he was he, he had those comments saying he was you know he's finally with a, cu- a clutch player. And then you also have uh, Anthony Davis there too, so that series and that matchup wouldn't lack any firepower or, or star power. Um, but you have some good storylines, and um, yeah, I would I would look forward to that. I think the Lakers end up winning. Uh, they, I'm choosing the Lakers to repeat. I think they're gonna um, they're gonna double up here. Uh, but yeah, I think it's gonna be a, an interesting season. Uh, it's gonna be. A little up and down, as you'll see, Um, but yeah, that's exciting that the NBA came back uh, when it did because we had some uh, Christmas basketball games, which is always great to see. Uh, One thing I wanted to do as well was uh, talk about some of these rookies uh, that I've liked so far. Uh, I mentioned uh, James Wiseman, uh, Alonzo Ball. I uh, did not mention... um, Oh, I mentioned uh, Anthony Edwards as well. Uh, the Kings, they their uh, draft pick, uh, Tyrese Halliburton out of uh, Iowa State, I believe. Uh, he's been really good. He, he has a weird shot too, but uh, he just looks so poised and polished already as an NBA pro. Um, I think they need to give him some more minutes. You know, he's only playing like 15, 20, 25 minutes um, a game. But, um, I mean, the the Kings have nothing to lose, so I might as well just uh, give him more time. Uh, but he's going to be really good. He might. He could. potent He could potentially be uh, the best. The best. The best professional out of this. Um, out of this draft class as well. Um, let's see who else we have. Uh, uh, Peyton Percher, too for the Celtics. He's just kind of a, a greedy player. I liked him. Uh, in Oregon, we I saw a lot of him here because um, I live in Eugene. Um, so got to see a lot of. Uh, Payton Pritchard over the years. And then he was also good in high school. He won a couple state titles. Um, I think he's from West Lynn too, uh, which is cool. But he fits that Boston mold. He's tough and he's just a, a gritty player. He's going to do all the dirty work for you. Um, but he he appears to f- found a good place there with Boston. Um, that's kind of what they need. They need they need some people like that. Uh, you know, they already got Marcus Smart, but he can he can go. He works well with him. You know. So um, those are some of the some of the rookies I have liked so far, you know, we've got to give them some time still, obviously, cause you know, it takes time to develop, especially, you know, with, with no, no summer league or anything. There was some preseason games, but it wasn't a lot, you know, usually you get the summer league, they get a whole, a whole tournament, you know, to play in and, and, um, and it just gives them more time to develop and, and get used to, uh, the NBA grind, if you will. So, um, and then turning to college football, um, you know I, I've I've only watched like parts of some of the games. I haven't really been paying attention, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, but tomorrow's a big game for for college football. You have the the Peach Bowl, uh, number eight Cincinnati playing Georgia, number nine playing at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in uh, in Atlanta, um, home game for Georgia. Uh, Georgia's probably going to win. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying Cincinnati should be in the top four, get a chance to, or if they expand uh, to eight teams, that they should get an opportunity to play against one of these big schools. Well, this will be a test for them. Um, if Cincinnati does beat Georgia, maybe they'll get some national recognition. And in the coming years, if they still have a reputable program, maybe they'll they'll crack the top four. But you know, I don't I don't believe that they'll they'll crack crack the top four because you know it's Cincinnati. It doesn't bring a lot of eyes you know, as far as as fans go. But, you know, I think the college football, obviously, you know, with them letting um, Ohio State in, they're just trying to get the same schools and they want to get schools in with the biggest fan bases because they, they want more viewership and that's what it's about. It's about the money and it's not about who has the best football team and that's why you have Ohio State in with only like five, six games played, right? And then uh, you have a citrus bowl. I guess well, I don't care about that one. It's Auburn and and Northwestern. Auburn's not even ranked. Um, so then after that, I guess at four o'clock, uh, you have uh, one of the final uh, semifinal games for the the, the playoff. Um, you have Notre Dame. They were ranked uh, number four. I think Alabama's the best team in the country. Um, so I think they're gonna they're gonna blow out. Notre Dame and they'll make it to the championship. Um, and then the other semifinal game, uh, you have Clemson versus Ohio state again. Um, Ohio state, I, th- I don't think they're going to win. Uh, I think Clemson wins. And then we get another game between Alabama and Clemson, um, Trevor Lawrence, Nick Saban and Dabo. And, you know, so, um, yeah, we're going to have another one of those games. Um, I'll watch it, you know. But uh I think Alabama's the best team in the country and I think they're gonna win. Um I don't think it'll be as close as the ones that in the past. Um but it's not gonna be a blowout. Maybe like maybe ten points or something or thirteen, I don't know. Around there. Um, but yeah, we have that. Let's see what other matchups we have that are interesting. Uh North Carolina and Texas a and the Orange Bowl. Uh might watch that for a bit. Um you know Texas A&M was part of that conversation too of uh, teams that should uh, crack their top four. There was discussions about replacing Ohio State uh, with Texas A&M. Um, so they'll probably look to. They're either they'll either like not care about this game or they'll they'll have extra motivation or something. You know it's always either either or there uh, Fiesta Bowl, Iowa State and Oregon. I'm surprised Oregon's playing because a lot of uh, Pac-12 schools chose to opt out. And not participate in bowl games. Um, so that's all. That's all for tomorrow and the second. Um, so good uh, holiday weekend slate of games there. Uh, moving on to the NFL, uh, week seventeen. Uh, there's a lot of playoff implications for these games uh, this weekend. Uh, let's start with the AFC. The AFC is interesting because. They have let's see one two three four five. They have five. They have five teams that are at ten and five. Uh, they have the the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts. So that's kind of where it stops. Those are the. Those are the only teams who are um eligible to make the playoffs. The ones that have clinched so far are the Chiefs at fourteen and one. Ah, uh, the Bills at twelve and three are going to be dangerous. The uh, Steelers at twelve and three have been terrible the last few weeks. Uh, but then after that, it uh, it gets pretty interesting. I think the Colts. Uh, Philip Rivers is talking about uh, this might be his last game on Sunday uh, if they if they don't make the playoffs because I think they need a win and then they gotta get some help. I think they need they need uh, someone else to. I think they need Cleveland to lose. So Cleveland's gonna play. Cleveland's gonna play the Steelers, but they're gonna rest Big Ben since they clinch. So all all the Steelers, all the Browns need to do is win, and they're in. Um, the Ravens they they need some help, and uh, I think the Titans as well. So I think so. Right here, let's see where are we at. Um, I think uh, the Dolphins are kind of weird. They they start Tua, and then they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick to finish the game. And then he had that crazy that crazy pass against the Raiders with that face mask penalty. Like, I don't even know how he got that ball off. And then they ended up winning that game. The Raiders blew it. They're finishing at 7-8, and eight, um, maybe 7-9 or 8-8, eight eight, whatever. Uh, but Fitzpatrick's on the COVID list, um, so he's not going to be there to be able to close the game. So all the pressure's on Tua. He's going to be out. So Tua's got to play the whole game and he just like he he doesn't he doesn't seem like he has it like i don't know like they don't they don't give him a chance to to really air it out they're playing like too safe with him like is he your quarterback or is Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterback who's your who what's your, up with your running game like i don't know man um they need a lot to, their defense is really good but they need a lot to happen to be able to to even make the playoffs and stuff. but you know if they come out 11-5 like that's a that's a great year uh, for them I think it ends up being the Titans and uh they'll say Titans Ravens and I think the Browns um and then you know the Colts have had a good year there's there's been a lot of teams who've had who've had good years here um let's see one two and then the the NFC you have uh, the Packers clinched Saints clinched the Seahawks clinched uh that's your one two three right there uh Packers are 12 and three. Uh, the Saints are at 11 and four and the Seahawks are at 11 and four. And then uh, the Buccaneers have also clinched at 10 and five. Uh, so right now I think you're we're just waiting for that last spot. Oh, we're, we're waiting for two spots actually. we're waiting for uh, NFC East. the Washington football team they're at six and nine. I uh, remember I said they were gonna win a football game. So if uh, but it depends if they have Alex Smith, they need Alex Smith, so they need to win this next game. And then they'll be in the playoffs. And then if Alex Smith is their starting quarterback for the playoff game that they're going to host, I'm going to pick them to win. Uh, but if not, then I don't think they'll win. Um, and then you have the Buccaneers at 10 and five. The Rams are at nine and six. They're barely there. Um, but it looks like they'll win if they win that game. Then they'll be 10 and six, and I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, the Bears are hanging around, and so are the Cardinals, both at eight and seven. Uh, the Cowboys can technically still make the playoffs and I think the Giants can too actually, which is weird. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're at in the NFC. Uh, looks like the Ram like the Rams lost to the Jets I don't know they're kind of struggling, uh, but it looks like they might end up clinching that spot, see who they play in their final game. They play the Cardinals. Okay, that's going to be a good game. Um, so they play the Cardinals to decide who makes the playoffs. Uh, Kyler Murray's kind of injured. He's, he's been struggling the second half of the, of the season, so I, I expect the Rams to win that game. Um, and then the the AFC. Let me check the remaining schedule here. Uh, the, the Colts play the Jaguars, so that's a win for sure. Um, so they'll finish at 11 and five, uh, but I believe they need some help. And then the the Ravens uh, play the Bengals, so they'll also be at 11 and five. So you'll have you have two teams right there at 11 and five, and then the Browns, if they beat the Steelers without Big Ben, you have three teams at 11 and five, and then the Titans or the the Dolphins play the the Bills, but the Bills. The Bills might rest their players, their starters, because they already clinched the number two seed. They're not going to... Or they're already clinched. They're going to be either number two or number three. So it depends, like, if they want to go for that number two seed. Uh, But if they don't rest... If they do rest their players, then Miami could win that. Uh, But if they don't, then I don't see Miami winning, playing two of the entire game. You know, it seems like they need... Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's, he's like their closer. It's weird. Um, so you know they could end up ten and six, missing the playoffs. Uh, the Titans play the Texans, uh, which I think they'll win. So I think you'll end up with the Titans, Colts, Browns, and Ravens at eleven and five, and the Dolphins at ten and six if uh, the Bills don't rest their their starters. So then, you know, tiebreaker wise, I, I don't know what the tiebreaker is right now. Uh, I'd have to look that up. But um, yeah, so that that would be the final standings. I think the uh, the Titans, Ravens, and uh, Browns are getting in, uh, regardless of whatever else happens. So that's the uh, that's the playoff outlook. So good uh, good weekend for some for some sports. For some, you got some basketball and college football and um, some NFL. Game. It's like every game on Sunday in the NFL is basically a, um, a basically a playoff game, um, so that's something to look forward to. And then, um, yeah, we'll get in. We'll get ready for uh, for the playoffs, and I'll, I'll have another podcast here soon. Um, but you know, have a you know, 2020 was a very uh, down year for a lot of us. But you know, if we're if we're here, we're still here, which is uh, which we're very fortunate for um so yeah have a good uh good new years and and stay safe and um we'll be back next next time we'll be back soon with another podcast and uh thanks for listening